Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name's Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. On today's episode, I want to welcome Kara Golden. I was fortunate enough to be introduced to Kara through my close friend, Phil McCormick, and Kara is the founder and CEO of Hint Inc., best known for its award-winning Hint Water, the leading unsweetened flavoured water. She's now received numerous accolades, including being named EY Entrepreneur of the Year and InStyle's Badass Top 50. She hosts the podcast, The Cara Golden Show, and her first book, Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters, is now an Amazon bestseller. Cara, thank you so much for coming on my podcast today. It's, uh, I mean, my favorite part about the podcast is that I just get to meet interesting people like yourself from all over the world, and um, through a mutual friend, I got introduced to you. So yeah, I know you're busy, so I just want to first of all just say thank you so much for making the time to come and have a chat. So before we go into it, I normally um, just ask the guest to give, and I know you've done so much and I've read, read some of your story, you've got a lot that you've covered, but can you give a bit of a um, abbreviated sort of background on yourself and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, so I'm the founder and CEO, actually, if you're watching this on video of this company, Hint Water. And I uh, started the company almost 16 years ago now. And I didn't start out uh, thinking that I would ever become an entrepreneur or that I wanted to be a beverage executive, as I'm frequently called. Uh, For me, it was really an issue that I was having with my health that got me started starting to think about what I was actually putting into my body. Prior to starting Hint, I had been a tech executive. I was the head of shopping and partnerships for a company called America Online. And I had actually started my career in New York in journalism, working um, first in print for Time Magazine and then CNN um, after that. And so it's interesting. I was, um, I think a lot about kind of where I got my first sort of stride on on startups and entrepreneur life. I had moved from New York to San Francisco and and, uh, I had stumbled upon this startup that was doing CD-ROM shopping. This is in the mid nineties that I just thought it'd be cool primarily because it was a a company that the original idea had started with within Apple uh, with Steve Jobs. And so I had been following Steve Jobs. I had an original iMac computer when I was in college. And I just said, like, this is somebody that thinks about design and the aesthetics, but combining it with customer experience and usability and all of these things. And so I didn't know how to get a job at Apple. And instead I thought maybe I'll try and figure out a way to, you know, work inside of the startup. I did. We were acquired by America Online. I built out this business with a team of 200 people. It was a billion dollars in revenue for America Online. And then I took a break for a couple of years. I, uh, 
have four kids. I had had three kids at the time under the age of four, and I really wanted to spend time with them and, and enjoy being a, a parent. And I did. And then after a few years, I saw that I had gained a bunch of weight over the course of all my pregnancies and couldn't lose it. Uh, I had developed terrible adult acne, which I didn't even have as a kid. And uh, my energy levels were down. And I kept thinking, you know, what diet can I go on? How can I solve this problem? And uh, nothing was working. I tried lots of diets, was counting calories, was working out. I had been an athlete growing up. I knew how to work out but just nothing was working. And then one day I looked down at my diet soda, my diet Coke in particular, and thought, you know, there's a lot of ingredients in here that I don't really understand what they are. And maybe I should just set it to the side and just see whether or not it makes a difference. I frankly didn't think it was going to. Um, I'd been drinking a ton of water um, just to sort of keep hydrated while I wasn't drinking my diet soda. And that's when two and a half weeks later, I lost 24 pounds. My acne went away and my energy levels just shot up. And I thought, wow, what just happened to me? I mean, I had been trying for so long to kind of change my health in, in this way and nothing had been working. And I figured out the key to the kingdom. But in addition I was really seeing how the convenience of not actually uh, having, I had, I'd started adding fruit to water in my kitchen and I thought it's such a hassle to cut up fruit all the time and have fruit in your kitchen and then it goes bad after a couple of days. So I thought the convenience of having a product similar to my diet soda that I could go and buy in the supermarket that didn't have diet sweeteners, didn't have sugar in it, didn't, it was basically fruit and water just to make water mm. taste better was, was what I was looking for. And I thought there's probably a lot of other people who drink diet soda or drink, you know, vitamin water was just getting on the scene. It was super hot. And I thought this could really help a lot of people. And that was really my kind of North star, frankly, that I, I, you know, didn't think that I was going to become an entrepreneur or didn't sit there and get put myself in such a daunting situation where I thought, oh, I'm going to, you know, go take on the soda companies. What I thought instead was that if I could lead a company, if I could get a product on the shelf that will really help people, that's what I want to do. And so that's how Hint got started. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. And there's so many things in there, so many interesting things and such a inspiring story. And um, I get I, I, from what I've read in your book as well, you talk a lot about um, what you touched on there about just going for it and, you know, not worrying about, you know, what could or couldn't happen or all these different, um, you know, things that we think about. And as you said in your you know story with starting the company, um, how important do you think it is where, you know, you found this thing problem that you wanted to solve a lot of the time when we're starting a business or any other endeavor, we look at the sort of endpoint and get overwhelmed and talk ourselves out of it. And I think everyone can really relate to that, you know, feeling at some point, how, and I, 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 I yeah, I get caught up in that still all the time. Um, how, how important do you think it is that, you know, you just find, um, the right reasons to do something and take it, you know, take those steps rather than looking at doing it for 
I want to do it so I can make X amount of money or achieve this or have this or compete with, you know, whatever's out there. How important do you think that is? You know, I think it's really important to have a goal, right? But I think where people get stopped, frankly, is getting caught up in this idea that, um, you know, it becomes so hard, so daunting, right? That they just don't start. And so what I always share with people is kind of park your goal out there, right? Have a goal and park your goal, but then figure out what are the steps that I need to take in order to get there. Sort of step two that people run into, I believe, is that they make the steps way too, way too long. I mean, too many steps, right? Start small, just figure out a couple steps at a time and try and figure out how do you you know, continue to move forward? How do you not stay complacent? Because staying complacent will kill you, right? And that is what you need to do in really setting up any goal, whether it's a personal goal, whether it's a business goal, it's really the exact same thing. And, and I think also just more than anything, recognize that every entrepreneur, um, anybody who has sort of a, a big thing that they want to go do, it's scary, right? It's new to people. You're going to have fears. Um, you might not like achieve exactly what you wanted to achieve, but instead, if you're doing it from a perspective of, I'm going to go learn a lot. Um, and, mm. and that is why I'm going to go do it. I wasn't sure even you know, when we were successful on the shelf at Whole Foods, I wasn't sure whether or not it was going to make it right. I, I, people would say to me, why are you doing a beverage company when you are very marketable? You could go get a job in tech. And mm. I think I, I look back on it and think that the learnings, like I just learned so much about the beverage industry that, you know, frankly, wasn't that uh, appealing to me in many ways. The fact that, you know, the word diet, for example, that had tricked me for so many years was really healthy perception versus healthy reality. I, you know, thought it was like the decks were stacked against me and consumers to really understand exactly what I was putting into my body. And I thought if I could actually do something that really, again, helps people to sort of straighten out the, you know, the industry and that, that would be really, really cool to do. So I think that still to this day, if I were to tell somebody, I'm going to go and start a new company, like that just sounds so scary, right? But instead, just figure out, I'm researching this industry to try and figure out what's in it. It sounds a lot better. And it doesn't keep your brain from preventing you from moving forward. Yeah, and just taking it that one step at a time. And and I guess trying to enjoy the process as well, would you say that? I guess that comes down to what you said with learning. Um, if you're looking at it just day by day, that I'm just excited in the morning to get up and learn and you know do the tasks that I need to do today, and that's all you think about. I guess if you just keep doing that, then the rest can sort itself out. It'll either become what it is, or it'll go in a different direction, or whatever happens will happen. But um, no, ex yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that the that the thing is, is that so often we actually stop learning, right? Whether you, you know, look at it from the perspective as, as we get older or move up in an organization, right? You, you are mentoring and managing versus actually putting yourself in a position to learn. And, you know, people stop learning. They may not know that they're intentionally stopping to learn, but they're not 
putting themselves into positions where they're not going to be the smartest people in the room. And I think, you know, mm. so much that you talk about is about happiness, right? And mm -hmm. depression. And I think that you look today at the people that are are very much impacted by, you know, happiness and, and depression um, as a whole. It's, you know, really a lot of those people are, they're not learning every day and they're mm -hmm. not motivated to be doing what they're doing because they don't really want to be doing what they're doing. And so I think that it's really important um, to get a handle on that and figure out, you know, am I learning just as a step that may not solve all your problems. But I think if you're not learning every single day, you're not challenging yourself every day. And again, some things you'll learn, you won't be that excited about or interested in, but that doesn't mean that learning isn't important. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, I'm fascinated by that area and talking to people like yourself that are incredibly successful in your business because um, I've met a lot of people that have made a lot of money. I've got friends that have, and a lot of the time the objective in their mind is I want to make all of this money so I can then stop working and just, you know, and they've got that at a certain age I have to just stop or do this or do that. Um, and I, I've seen, you know, the people that have those goals that are just attached to this external thing never seem to be happy whereas i love what you're saying there with it's not a forgetting about you know hopefully the external stuff hap happens we all want that but if it's just about always not not this age thing about at a certain age i have to you know go and live in this way or do this it sort of we just keep learning and i guess that comes down to having you know greater meaning and purpose behind what we're doing each day um would you say that that's a really important thing for anyone listening. Yeah. And I think having purpose, I mean, it's interesting, especially my, my book is called Undaunted Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. And, you know, I, I think that you always, it's human to doubt yourself at times. And especially when you're walking into new situations, right? You're always going to have those fears. You're always not really sure. And you're doubting yourself. And then you run into people, whether it's, you know, your, your family, families are the worst by the way, cause they never want you to yeah. take any risk. Right. And you know, they, they yeah. will always question it cause they want the path of least resistance. <laughs> they want you to be happy. Right. And they want you to, to do things. And, and, and then you'll have the industry experts and, and the case of, you know, my company hint, I mean, at the, the, it was the number of times that I was called out as a tech executive and that's launching a beverage company. And, you know, it was just what I realized is that they didn't understand my purpose. And as my parents used to say to me, consider the source. And, you know, it's like you'll have these doubters around you, but you really have to satisfy yourself. And if you start with, mm -hmm. I'm doing this because I really am interested. I'm really curious. I really want to learn. And I think it's true in every single category, frankly, the more entrepreneurs that I've talked to, it's, uh, you know, the ones that are um, not really sort of starting with learning and trying to make sure that they are learning every single day and putting themselves into challenging positions where maybe they don't know it's all going to work, whether or not it's going to work out or not those are the ones that are the most happy because they're figuring out what the process is along the way and you know again some things will happen that are great other things are just things that kind of happen and and you know they're not terrific but instead you learn and i'm also just a really um you know 
not a very religious person, but, um, but, and maybe you call it spiritual more than anything where I feel like every step along our journey really is there in order to help us moving forward. And so, you know, even looking back on the challenging times that we've had with hint and that I, you know, talk about in the book as well, it's like all those things build resilience, all those times build resilience, the challenging ones in particular. And Mm -hmm. I think people need to know that, you know, maybe those things are placed into your timeline in order to really help you when you really need to understand what to do. Absolutely. I think it's such a great way to to look at it that when we are facing adversity, remind yourself uh, that this is go this is an important process for me if i'm going through difficulty or pain or suffering this is going to help me learn and grow and come in handy in the future and it's going to it's you know it it forms part of um that learning for when when the you know opportunity arises um to need to you know have that mindset so i think it's it's so so important um so is that it's all everything you're talking about and i mean it's I, I find you so inspiring because you've had so much Again, you've had so much success and you're in a position where you could easily sort of, you know, sit back and um, it feels to me from the small amount I've learned about you that, you know, you've got so much passion and you're out there and you've written this, this book Undaunted and you do speaking appearances and, you're, you know, you're using your voice and your experiences to help educate other people. Um, is that, I've, I've got it here as well for the anyone watching the video version, I'll just hold that up. Um, thank you again for sending it to me. Um, um, but, um, I mean, is that why you wrote the book? Just so you could, as a, as a means to really get those messages further out there? Yeah, well, it, it, you know, it's interesting. I was, I call myself an accidental entrepreneur. I call myself an accidental author too, because I didn't know I was writing a book, even though I was a journalism major in college. I was, uh, about five years ago, I started journaling. And often I was out public speaking and then there'd be the Q and A and those I used as my prompts for um, my journal. And so I would, you know, go back to my hotel room and I would just start journaling. I would journal on the plane. And then finally, after a few years, it was 600 pages in my journal. And so a few of my friends who are authors, I reached out to him and I said, I, I want to bind my journal because I feel like there's a lot of people who really need help and are feeling lonely and are feeling like they could, you know, use, use like me as some of their teachings and for inspiration. And if I could just get this in their hands and a friend of mine said, Oh, you mean publish a book? And I said, oh, no, that's way too daunting. I mean, I can't imagine publishing a book. How could I have time to do it? How could, you know, I know nothing <laughs> about the industry. So I was putting up my own walls, right, as I was um, kind of trying to talk myself out of it with my doubters. And then finally, it was, you know, it was she who said, uh, you've already written 600 pages. I mean, I think there's a book here. And uh, and so at the core of it, I really thought if I could figure out a way to get this in the hands of, initially I thought about, my goal was to get it in the hands of entrepreneurs. But as I started thinking more about it, I thought, you know, there's a lot of people who aren't entrepreneurs yet that are students, that are executives that are thinking about taking that risk. And, and I think that the more I can share my story where it wasn't all perfect, it wasn't 
uh, it's not about the unicorns or the failures, right? There's a lot of stuff that happens in between and there's so many lessons. And, and I think that the, I wanted to be able to share that with a lot of people, very similar to Hint, to help people that I, that I really led with the word help. And I think, mm. you know, one final thought on that is that anytime you can do something that actually helps consumers, helps hum humans in some way, it's a very powerful thing where anytime you, you know, have your own doubts about whether or not, you know, in our case, shutting down the company versus when things are, you know, hard, right? And you go back to the, this consumer and you hear, you know, how this product or how this book is really helping them, then it really helps you to recognize what your purpose is. And I think that's so important. And, but I didn't start writing the book because even I thought, oh, I'm going to help a lot of people. I mean, that came later. That came when I really started to think about why I want to commit to actually getting it out there and getting it published, et cetera. Yeah, and and I really did notice that from looking at your book that I think it's relevant for everyone really because whether you are an entrepreneur or whatever we're doing in life, we all face our you know negative thinking. And the work I do, it you know comes up all the time and trying to deal with um, you know our own mind. And it's often more than anything our mind working against us and telling ourselves stories that have been embedded in our psychology from when we were kids and they're not true half the time, but they drive a lot of us. And um, I, so I, I really do think this book is relevant to really anyone and anyone listening to this. I think it is. That's why I was you know, so excited about this interview as well. I think with our audience and um, people just wanting self-improvement, wanting to just learn and grow and understand themselves, I think it's really, really relevant to all of those different areas. Uh, and I really do love what you talked about there with that message of, you know, with with hint and then eventually with the book of the core goal or the reason behind it was to help people because i think that again that message and in my own life and my own work that's what i sort of identified a long time ago i was like i want to just help people in mental health and whether that means i through um speaking to a group of people help one person or can develop it into an enormous organization where thousands of people are helped or through the work i do in the entertainment industry you know it made it more simple for me because I it didn't really attach it to, okay, I might have some success. I might not. I might be on a big scale. It might not. It doesn't really matter because the core of it is about just doing something to help other people. And I think that, you know, because otherwise we just get attached to all the external sides of things. And um, it's, yeah, it's limited, which is another question I wanted to ask you. Um, has that been something you found that um you know once you achieve a certain level of success in in business and sort of uh financial i guess um security does that make does that sort of obviously there's you know a lot of benefits to come with that but does that also hammer home the message of how important it really is to just be doing things that you care about every day yeah i mean i think for the first thing that i think about about that is that you know, with every success there, it's never, uh, there, there isn't hard work, right. That goes into it. And I think so yeah. 
often we don't stop and and think about those things. And, you know, and Mm, I mm. I don't think being an entrepreneur, for example, is painted in the right way for many people. Right. And I think that there are clearly a lot of, um, you know, people out there that want to be an entrepreneur because it's been over glamorized. Right. It's a lot of hard work and long hours and rejection and loneliness. And there's just a lot that goes along with it. On the flip side of things, when you have success, that it it really, I mean, it's it's amazing, right? But I think it's it's really it, it, it's celebrating, you know, the wins of it as well, and and really knowing that it's uh it's it all came because you you did work really hard, and it's not, you know, maybe there's a little bit of luck in there too, and and. Maybe you had a category, for example, that people wanted to buy during the pandemic. I mean, all all of those kind of things. But I think that it really boils down to um, you just not wanting to stay complacent and figure out how to do something. I I think that the best entrepreneurs Mm. are people that uh, that really enjoy doing puzzles, right? Maybe you haven't even done a puzzle for years, but you enjoy the process of like thinking and trying to figure something out. And even people like Elon Musk, I mean, you know, it's Mm. just Mm. never really thinks this product is perfect, right? There's always something that you're adding on. And I think that that's really the core difference between somebody who really enjoys being an entrepreneur and frankly, the most successful companies are the ones that, you know, you'll launch a product because it's not perfect or a service or whatever, but you know that you're going to keep striving to get better, but you're also going to celebrate what you've done so far. And I think that that's a really important thing that whether it's, you know, making, being super successful, as you said, or along the way, Mm -hmm. what are those Mm -hmm. things that you were able to do that, uh, maybe you didn't think at one point you were going to be able to achieve those things. I, I share this with entrepreneurs all the time that, you know, they'll say, well, you're a much larger company now. I mean, I'm just like a tiny company. I'm like, look, like y- you got to celebrate even the first dollar that you make. You got to celebrate the million dollars. You celebrate the 10 million, right? As you go along the way. And, you know, what's most fun as Steve Jobs used to say it's the dots eventually connect. You, re- you mm. recognize that all of those challenging times and the way that you actually stepped forward and through and broke down walls and diversified and all of these things help you to not only be a better leader and a better CEO, but also a better human. And I think that, you know, people have said about me, you're so resilient, you're so, you know, this, this, and I'm like, but it's, it's about all of those challenges along the journey that make you who you are. And I think, you know, you, I'm sure clearly believe that too. It's just, it's like accepting those times and knowing that they help you to be who you want to be and who are yeah. you meant to be. I, I really love that. Cause that was one of the questions I wanted to ask about, you know, what advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs? So that that answered it beautifully and i found that really useful for myself as well so um i'll be listening back to that but so thank you for that um how hard is it to maintain work and life balance with um and actually maybe before that question as well the what i wanted to also ask was 
you know, you you do a lot of how how do you manage doing so many different things? I guess it's the same question, maintaining work life balance and I mean for me again, looking from afar, I'm seeing that you're running this company, you've got the book coming out, you do speaking gigs, you know, how how do you actually manage all of the time? Because I'm always find that so fascinating how people are able to, you know, to make all of that work. You know, I think that the key thing is really loving what you do. And I think that's where it starts and ends, right? As long as, yeah. um, you know, it's it's pretty rare for a founder still 16 years later to be the CEO of a company, first of all. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but, but I think as long as I'm learning and as long as I love what I do and um, that, you know, that's what keeps me happy. And that's what keeps me engaged. It's less about ownership. It's more about, do I enjoy what I'm doing? And and I think that there's a lot mm, of lessons mm. there too, that I want people, you know, to hear that the day that you, you know, maybe it takes you being in that position for a few days. It's just that if you don't enjoy what you're doing, then it's really hard to do a lot of things, right? Because you're always, as I used to say to my kids, um, you know, when I was asking them to do chores or something that they, I said, look, you know, there's always at times I don't love scrubbing toilets, but there's going to be times when I have to do those things in order to be able to do the things that I really enjoy doing. Right. And accepting that kind of stuff, knowing that you have to do some things in order to really do the things you love is really important. But, um, but I think it also goes back to when you're, developing a company or you know that you've got a lot of things that you know you want to be doing um it, it really boils down to people and surrounding yourself with people because as i share with so many entrepreneurs too it's it's you've got to have an idea whether whether it's for a product or service and it's got to solve a problem and all of that but if you don't have people around you that can actually help you to scale something, then you're done. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's the end. Right. And it really, you know, boil, you cannot do things on your own. And so, I mean, I even say that I have four kids and, you know, over the years I've, I've, people would ask me, how do you, how do you parent and also run a company? And I'm like, I have help. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah. and I yeah. said, I'm not embarrassed about it. I have help. Right. And uh, there's, I've had different types of help along the way, but I've really tried to figure out what do I need and what does my family need? And that, that those things along the way, I mean, I remember when my, you know, kids were a little bit older and they needed help with geometry and, you know, geometry was not sort of my specialty. And so I would sit there and try and figure out who is it that I can get to help them? Because I knew that if they weren't getting help, then it would become really stressful and I wouldn't be able to do the other things that I really love. So again, really thinking, I think it just listening to myself yeah. say this, yeah. thinking like the customer, right. And thinking about, you know, who are the people that you want to be happy? Who are the people that are surrounding you that, you know, whether it's your customer who's buying hint or your family and trying to figure out what can, what can you do in order to make that that situation better yeah yeah that definitely makes makes sense and i i guess that's um a difficult thing with 
um, a lot of entrepreneurs when starting out, um, if we don't have enough resource or that help at our disposal, it's sort of navigating, okay, how do you find a way to sort of get what you need to get done and and you know and and scale it out without while you're trying to you know get a handle on things because that's always um difficult but i think it completely makes sense what you're saying no one can do everything at once and i think that you know and i think some people are kind of embarrassed to talk about that and you know Mm. and instead i think it's just it's it's realistic right like resourcing to areas that you're maybe not as interested in or not as good at right i think that that's such a key thing to recognize and really own. And, and I think that the other piece of it too is, is, uh, you know, so often I think entrepreneurs, they're, they're in a race, right? They, they are very, uh, they're very critical of themselves to sort of go and get it done. And I, I know certainly when I was even writing the book, I wanted it published yesterday, right? You, you know, and, and I think that it's, it's really, you have to recognize that life doesn't need to be a race. Like if it wasn't done, you know, today, could you do it tomorrow? Probably. And I I would say that if somebody asked me the other day, you know, what is something that you're uh, not very good at? And I said, being patient, right? I'm not very patient. And I think that it's, it's something that I'm always working on. I'm probably the most critical of myself and my timeline that I want it done, you know, tomorrow. But I think that that's, um, that that's, that's something that I've realized that things don't necessarily have to be done tomorrow. You don't necessarily need to, you know, build a company in two years and sell it or whatever, go public or whatever you're going to do. You can actually Mm. take longer. And as again, as long as you're enjoying it. I I really love that advice because then I I can just personally relate to that where um, I have to always keep reminding myself that, you know, I'm doing my journey is unique to me and because I, I get caught up in that and you you want everything to happen overnight and then you look at friends or other people that are doing certain things and you think okay now I've got to get to that level and then you think well why do I need to and I know whenever I've thought about it in the way you are saying um, if you just strip it back and think hang on you know hopefully it won't take too long but I'm going to just do it in at a way I can handle and try and enjoy it and remind myself why I'm doing it and then you just feel this wave of calmness when you think like that, whereas the other just feels horrible. You sort of got this, you know, 24-7 anxiety and frustration and you can never really satisfy it because you, you we can only control so much, I guess, in, in anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to sort of before we finish up, touch on are there things that you do? I mean, yeah, my podcast, Move Your Mind, is about um, trying to educate people about how they can create a better mindset, learning from, you know, people like yourself that have had success and how they've got there. And, you know, are there things that you do regularly or day-to-day for your own health and well-being routines that, that help you to stay on top of everything and stay fit and healthy? So I, uh, I live in Marin County, um, just outside of San Francisco. It's interesting. We moved out to Marin County from San Francisco, um, shortly after starting Hint. And so it was, it was about uh, 14, 15 years ago now. And we did it primarily because of the school system. Um, but what I realized is that I had actually grown up 
um, in Arizona where the weather was, you know, amazing. There was a lot of outdoor space, a lot of hiking, and we ended up uh, renting a house initially in the town that I live in uh, where there was just a ton of outdoor space. And, and I found that my life changed dramatically when I went from a city, which by the way, I love New York. I love San Francisco. I love the cities, but I love being able to come out and see grass and, you know, and, and hike and bike and enjoy myself, especially when, you know, it's my weekends or I'm trying to think about things. And so we ended up buying a house uh, that backs up to a state park. So I have a hundred acres of trails in my backyard. And so I am on the trails every day, um, typically every morning. um, And I hike anywhere from you know, three to, depending on time from three to seven miles a day. And I have two Labradors. My husband typically is with me and I just get out there. And what I find is I don't actually uh, use headphones or headset. I mean, for me, nature is something that really helps me think. And so anytime I need to you know, get out there. It's helpful too that uh, I won't have cell connection when I'm out there, and so I really can't have distractions um, as I'm as I'm out, you know, hiking. And I start my day that way. For me, I figured out, and it's always really been this way for me. I have to get my workouts in the morning. It actually sets my mind um, yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. And uh, for other people, they need it in the mid-afternoon. Sometimes I even go out a little bit in the mid-afternoon. But um, but I think it's really figuring out how you respond to things. And for me, it's just um, even when I'm traveling, I mean, I find that I have to, you know, go out walking and go and see my surroundings and open my eyes and smell things. I mean, for me, that really sets my head in the right direction. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. And yeah, I I think, yeah, nature is something that comes up all of the time and exercise movement, I think is just one of the most important things. And I've actually had so many people talk about what you were saying there. And I know for myself, the same thing where exercising first thing in the morning, it sort of clicks your mind into into gear for the day. And um, a lot of people, you know, find that really beneficial. So yeah, thank you for sharing those. Um, And I think the the one thing that I just want to say on this that I think is something that people don't necessarily think about is that it's, it's a, it really is a purposeful thing for a lot of people to kind of put yourself into, you know, I had so many of my friends, especially growing up that I could, I loved the city. I couldn't imagine, but for me to actually kind of calm down from the city and actually go find green and nature. And I just never really thought about it or realized it. And it really kind of changed my mindset and and definitely happiness factor as well and really helped me think more clearer. So anyway, for anybody listening, I think it's, it's, uh, it's worth trying um, and really being purposeful about, you know, whether or not you do need to change your environment in order to, you know, really be happier as a human yeah definitely i mean i i've noticed that sort of when i was younger my dream i'm in new york city at the moment and my dream was to live here um and it's been great it's been exciting living here but after i've only been here for three months and i'm already feeling exhausted because i'm used to living in australia with nature and space and you know beaches and um i was living in vancouver and that was also one of the happiest I've been because you've got mountains and just the most 
British Columbia is one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen and I totally agree I think it makes a profound impact on just your how centered you feel I think that's what I'm finding in a chaotic environment like this it's amazing and you're walking around you're taking so much in but I don't it's hard to get feel centered whereas when you're in nature it's sort of just very feels very yeah something there's something about it so I'm sure you've been up to Central Park and and uh hiked around there a little bit I mean it's it's amazing if you haven't been up there in in New York definitely you should go check it out because at times I mean that's that was my sanctuary um in New York City that you don't even know there's traffic in certain places I mean it's very there's it's so big there's so many places inside of Central Park to uh, find a little bit of sanctuary while you're living there. Definitely. And I have been in there. I've, I've had to, I've needed it because, um, need that escape. Um, so we have five questions that we finish up each interview with. So these are sort of can be short one line or whatever, you know, comes to mind. Um, before we go into that, for anyone wanting to purchase your book, we'll put all of the links, um, in the show notes and every, everything else, but, um, where can they go if they want to purchase your book? Sure. It's uh, Undaunted Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. It's on uh, Amazon and and uh, also on Audible, so uh, worldwide. So uh, definitely check it out and uh, let me know um, what you think about it. I'm all over social at Kara Golden with an I dot uh, com or any on any of the platforms out there. So definitely would love to hear from you. Great. Yeah. So anyone listening, you know, go into the show notes. We'll have all of the links there. And um, yeah, please check out the book because it's a very amazing, beneficial book. Um, So the final questions here. um, The first one is, what is your best childhood memory that comes to mind? In one sentence, uh, best childhood (laughs) memory. It can be one of them, whatever comes to mind. (laughs) Uh, Gosh. just being with family yeah right many many different situations with being with family um what do you think is the biggest burden on mental health in society today i think people not feeling like they can own how they're feeling right Mm -hmm. and uh, and share how they're feeling with people it doesn't mean that there's anything horrible about you. And, uh, and I think that everybody has their challenges and it doesn't mean that your challenge today will be your challenge tomorrow either. So I think it's just letting people know how you're feeling about things. And uh, again, that doesn't make who you are. Yeah, absolutely. I think just if we could all be open and honest and, you know, authentic, I think it would make the world would be a much more simple place. Um, do you, do you see that improving in, over time in society? I, I hope so. I mean, I think frankly, millennials have really bought, brought that to the forefront. And I think it's yep. a, it's a good thing because I think that it's something that, you know, we as a society need to recognize that it, uh, you know, people are going to have challenging times. And again, that doesn't, that doesn't define you as a, you know, bad person, as a handicapped person in some way. It means that you're having challenges and, you know, you're in touch. And so often you need to be able to talk about those things. And when you can't talk about those things, then you're not bringing your whole self. And I think that that's a really important thing for everybody to recognize. Absolutely. 
Um, so I've just got two more here. Um, what's your personal definition of happiness? I, I think it's, it's really uh, understanding what makes you tick, right? And what makes you excited to get up every single morning. And, uh, and I think also just helping not just, you know, yourself, but also other people, as I mentioned before, the more you can help other people, um, that is, that is what brings true happiness. And, and yeah. Yeah. Um, and final one, uh, what would you say is the most courageous thing you've ever done? Uh, launch hint, um, right? So yeah. actually put myself into a position where, you know, I had had success and then suddenly I kind of went back down to the bottom. Um, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of, um, you know, getting over your own doubters, as I mentioned, and doubts of your own. Um, but uh, it, I think it also knowing that um, with those steps, uh, that also brings resilience and happiness too. Yeah, well, I love that way to end. And I just want to say to you, thank you again for making the time to come on and chat to me. I've learned a lot. I know the listeners will. And uh, I loved your book and I'm sure they will as well. So yeah, thank you again for coming and making the time. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. This episode of Move Your Mind was produced and edited by Tim Boozer. Thanks to Cara Golden for joining me today for Move Your Mind. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.